It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the June 12th episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Coming up... In this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will talk about the response to yesterday's podcast when I threw it out there that I don't think it's that far-fetched of an idea to think LeBron James could end up here in Oklahoma City. We'll talk about some of the, the, the moving aspects that would have to take place in, in order for, for that to, to happen and what would ultimately be the ramifications for Oklahoma City if it got done. Plus... Why the Thunder need to reach out to LeBron, even if there's no chance in hell that he would come here? Because there's just something that the Thunder have to do continuously. And last year was a good start, but it's not something you can rest... You can't rest on your laurels. Let's just put it that way. It's something Sam Presti and this organization will continuously need to do for the next... 100 years or so. In segment two, we will talk about Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook because we have to. When we talk about one, we've got to talk about the other. And what's going to happen around the NBA? Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs are set to sit down and talk. And Dennis Rodman taught us all a very valuable lesson yesterday. Yeah, I couldn't go the entire podcast without mentioning what happened with Dennis Rodman and CNN. So we will Get to that, and then we will wrap things up with a report from Locked On Pistons. Dwayne Casey has a new job. We all believe that the Toronto Raptors are probably going to regret letting Dwayne Casey go. But how does that affect the city of Detroit? How does that affect the Pistons? Locked On Pistons will tell us that in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, hosting a lot of Thunder post games, the occasional pregame, and... I'm lucky enough to be a credential member of the media and work for another publication called Thunder Digest. If you like what you hear, 
I encourage you to go to the Locked on Thunder website and check out some of our archive podcasts as well as some video and audio that uh, we have from players. And why do I do it? All on podcasts because, quite frankly, I'm not that great of a writer. Probably should write more because the only way you get better is to do something more often. What is it? Practice, practice, practice. That's how you get to Carnegie Hall. Well, I guess that's, in a sense, how I will eventually become a better writer. All right, let's jump into it. We've uh, had all the pomp and circumstance. We've had all the fuss and feathers. As Vince Scully would say, let's talk some Thunder basketball. And yesterday, I threw it out there that I don't believe... It's such a crazy idea to think that LeBron James would come to Oklahoma City. And part of that has to do with the crazy things that happened last year. And if Paul George and LeBron James are such good friends, then why couldn't Paul George do a good job of recruiting LeBron James to come to Oklahoma City and try and win a championship? Well, that was met with uh, George Lynch, who's now calling me Lil G., because that's kind of like Lil Wayne, Lil G, which I, look, I actually love that nickname because that was my nickname when I was in middle school. So that's cool. Um, that's really, it's like really cool. Thank you very much for bringing back some good memories. Some really good memories attached to that nickname. Although I think it was more little than Lil, but I like Lil G. It's got kind of a ring to it. I don't know. Maybe I can, maybe I can go with that. So thank you very much to George for that one. Uh, my good friend BK says he loves me, but I'm nuts. And I was told by one guy, just, oh, stop it. Stop bringing it up. Okay. In order for it to happen, Jeremy Grant's going to have to be gone. You probably have to get rid of Josh Eustace. And Carmelo Anthony would have to leave and take a very reduced salary in, in order to get out of Oklahoma City. Okay. That's a lot of moving parts. And I don't know if the Thunder can pull it off. But if you're Oklahoma City, you've got to at least publicly try. You have to make contact with LeBron James and his agent. You have to, if at all possible, get LeBron to come to Oklahoma City and not just have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and LeBron meet out in Los Angeles. And the reason you have to do this isn't just recruiting LeBron James, because even if there's no chance of getting him, It's just not, you know it's not going to happen. You've talked to his agent. His agent says that it's not going to happen. You have to show the fans that you're serious about winning a championship. Last year was great. What you did by trading for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony was beyond any Thunder fan's wildest dreams. But this is a constant thing with any professional sports organization. I was about to say pro, but professional, whatever. Anytime you want to keep the public interest, you have to continually show them that you're progressing towards that next level, especially here in Oklahoma City, where one, you've got fans that are fans of the University of Oklahoma and the expectations that they have for OU, they have for for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Even if They're not even remotely related. That's what these fans have come to expect. The other thing that you have is a fan base that feels jilted and feels like they were on the verge of becoming the next dynasty, but there's a lot of blame being placed on the front office for not allowing that to happen or not making that happen or trading away parts that could have made that happen. So now you've got yourself into a situation where every year the the Thunder fan base needs to have faith 
that you really want to win a championship and what you're not about is making sure that the peak is sold out, that you're selling a lot of gear, you've got your advertisers happy, and as long as you're winning, everything's good. There has to be something more to that. And I I don't need to be any organization that's in that position whatsoever. In fact, if I was running an organization, it'd probably be a hell of a lot less stressful to just tank and try and convince your fans that you're rebuilding and be like the 76ers were a couple of years ago where you were selling $5 tickets or you could get tickets for 3 bucks on StubHub. I'd almost rather run that or run that kind of organization because... It comes with a lot less anxiety. You're not going to have the stomach aches and all the physical problems that go along with that. I Look, I say that as a person that suffers from anxiety. But this is where the Thunder are as an organization right now, constantly having to prove to us that what they want isn't just your money and isn't just your loyal support, but in return, they're going to give us something for it. So by going after LeBron James or even putting up a front that you're going after LeBron James, it's going to signal to a lot of fans that, hey, these guys are serious. And even if LeBron, and let's just say, just for sake of argument, that LeBron comes to Oklahoma City to take a visit, it also legitimizes the organization. Because that's what we look at right now as fans. The more free agents are interested in your organization, especially those big names, the more it legitimizes you. And and for people that pin all their hopes on free agents because that's the way business is done now, those are the ones that you're trying to get. So pick up the phone, make the call. Sam Presti, fly fly out to Cleveland as, as soon as you possibly can or Los Angeles and have that visit. And if possibly, get him to come back here and take a look at the facilities you got. And remember, when Sam Presti was talking about bringing back Paul George, because we know the Thunder are committed to that, because they honestly could not have. The, 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 the Thunder honestly could not have been have been more honest, or and that's not even the word I'm looking for, overt, is overt. Look, they let us know, undoubtedly, that they want Paul George, they want him to come back, and they're willing to spend whatever it takes to get it. The only way that our team becomes a really expensive team is if Paul George chooses to stay with the Thunder. So if you're asking me if we would like to keep Paul George if he wants to keep his talents in Oklahoma City at the cost that it, that it, that it takes to resign him, the answer to that would be affirmative. Uh, yes, because Paul George is a very unique player. So that's how our team gets extremely expensive. The other way I think you have to look at that is over the course of a 10-year period. Um, over the course of 10 years, our team uh, has had about the 12th or, or 13th highest payroll in the league. So we're in the top half. Teams around us in terms of our total dollars over that 10-year period of time, San Antonio, Orlando, the Clippers are kind of in that bookending us. Um, we're about $6 million less than San Antonio in total payment over 10 years. Um, with respect to uh, efficiency of that spending or, or wins per percentage of the cap that's spent, we're in the top three. So San Antonio, Houston, Oklahoma City uh, are, you know, with respect to like efficiency of uh, 
the, the winning versus the percentage of the cap you're using are in the top three. So I'd like to think over those ten, that 10 year period of time, um, you know, we've been in the middle of the pack, you know, with respect to payroll, and we are in one of the smallest markets in the league. But I think we've also been economical in that spending. Now, you also have cycles of your team. Um, Russell Westbrook is in the, the prime of his career. Uh, and the opportunity to extend what was a what has been a ten year um, you know run to further that is and potentially could come at a great cost, but that cost is not a cost that's going to be going in perpetuity. It could be a one year significant spend uh, in order to to retain a player like George in the best years of of, of Westbrook's career and it's also not historically something that we've been doing. So you kind of come to these points in time, and the, the alternative would be to, uh, you know, rebuild the team and go in a different direction. Uh, on the heels of the 16 free agency, we had that choice. We chose to keep competing. We chose to keep going to see if we could find a way to stay at an elite level. Uh, I understand. We're disappointed. The, the year did not go to the level that we want. But the foundation that we have and the ability to keep a player like Paul George, given the fact that we've, we're you know, 11 or 12 over, the, over the, the course of 10 years, it could take that for a year in order to continue to, the 10-year the run. And it hasn't been something we've been doing for a long time. So um, the answer is, is that's how we get expensive. Um, and the, to, the other part of your question was, um, does the performance of this particular year's team? Uh, again, I think... I don't know that you can really look at it that way, uh, only for this reason. I don't think that's a reflection on whether or not Paul George is a good player. Russell Westbrook is a good player. Steven Adams is a good player in terms of foundationally. And I also don't think that we really saw the full team because, one, of the lack of continuity, that empirically um, teams take bumps with, re- with regard to their net just by keeping the group together. Uh, we went from a zero to a three. We can expect a based on history, a little bit of a bump there. Factor in Robertson, a little bit of a bump there. Um, I think we'll be a better team. I also think that continuity-wise for Billy, I think there's a lot of things that line up to say, um, you know, you should probably run this back and give it an opportunity. And, you know, from there, then you might have to make some tough decisions. But um, I don't think it's a tough decision if Paul George wants to stay with the Thunder, given the fact that how he fits. And still... That's not going to be enough for some people because ultimately it's action, not words. Like Def Leppard said, action, not words. That's what this fan base needs to see. And even if I don't fall in to that category like so many of the Thunder fans, I certainly do sympathize with that Thunder fan and I certainly do understand him. And I get where they're coming from. You just have to see more on a daily basis, and this fan base is not going to be satisfied until they see an O'Brien trophy, even if it is, with LeBron James for one season, and, and it becomes the like the like the analogy we said yesterday. It's like sleeping with Khloe Kardashian out of a pity light. Even if you get get it for just one year, I think fans here would be would be greatly satisfied with this organization. And the ones that don't get to see it, the ones that aren't born yet, they're just going to have to live with stories 
of how it all went down, much like a lot of Portland Trailblazers fans. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. The Locked On Podcast Network is local experts talking about the biggest stories every day. It's also your team every day. That is what the Locked On Podcast Network is about. And we are Locked On Thunder coming up in segment number two of Locked On Thunder. How Dennis Rodman taught us all a very valuable lesson yesterday. Couldn't let it go, so we get to that next. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back to the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Let's give Dennis Rodman a little bit of credit. Okay, look, I don't want to sit here and necessarily necessarily legitimize Dennis Rodman as the person that got Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un together on a world stage to have this summit. And I don't want to think that Dennis... I I don't want to legitimize Dennis Rodman thinking that he is the reason this is the first American president to, to meet with a leader of North Korea. However, Dennis Rodman went to North Korea, took a lot of crap for it. And I'm not even really 100% certain that Dennis Rodman did it on some goodwill ambassador sort of tour. I get the feeling that Dennis Rodman got a hell of a lot more out of this than, than, than maybe what we even know. But what I've always said about athletes, and my favorite athletes that we have in this world are the ones that are more than just a brand. My problem with Michael Jordan isn't that Michael Jordan was the GOAT, and I don't care if he's the GOAT or not the GOAT, but to me, Michael Jordan is nothing more than a swoosh. There's just, there's not anything beyond Michael Jordan. That's it. He is a billboard and nothing more. It's like, it's like almost like Michael Jordan's not even a, a real person. When I think about Michael Jordan, I think about somebody that was created by Nike. And when I look at guys like Muhammad Ali, even if I don't agree with him, or Colin Kaepernick, and I don't agree with them, and and I don't, I I didn't agree with them politically, but they're willing to take a stand, and they're willing to do something, and that's what we need to see more out of from our athletes, and I've said this a million times in a million different places, but at least Dennis Rodman, (laughs) at least, and even if it wasn't exactly the um, altruistic altruistic thing. I, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words here. Even if it's a, like, that's not something that's altruistic, him going to North Korea, at least he did something. And I thought 
I did think his show of emotions yesterday on CNN was legitimate. So I think it's a very valuable lesson to us that in this world, we do need to be a little bit more involved in things. Look, and I, I'm sort of looking in the mirror when I say this. I'm really looking in the mirror. I need to be involved in more things. But Dennis, I'll give it up to you. And if you want credit for bringing the, the countries together, you know what? Why not? Why not? I'll, I'll, I'll give you credit for that. All right, on to Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant says that uh, he might have re- he could see himself retiring at 35. Then went on Jimmy Kimmel and said that he shouldn't have even say that. Okay, insert here. Typical KD. We know that that's what Kevin Durant does, but I don't think it's it would be the nuttiest thing in the world for if, if he wins another championship to, to retire at the age of 35. I mean, eventually there comes a point of diminishing returns on what you have to prove as an athlete. If LeBron James were to walk away right now, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. I mean, maybe he's robbing us of a few more years, but ultimately, what does LeBron have to prove? He's chasing Michael Jordan, and he's never going to catch him. I mean, and even if LeBron somehow finds a way to win another three championships, I don't see him ever in a lot of people's eyes, being compared to Michael Jordan. And at that point, you I would think the pursuit of Michael Jordan is so mentally, emotionally exhausting that LeBron James would want to put that in his rearview mirror as soon as he possibly could and go and enjoy watching his kids play basketball and, and watching them grow up. You've got enough money that they're set, you're set, your grandkids are set, your great-grandkids are set, And, hey, you've proven all all that you really need to prove to anyone. When it comes to Kevin Durant, he kind of falls, I think he falls into that same category because he still wants to be validated. And Jason Terry said it's about 50-50 on his peers that look at him as a guy that did the right thing and a guy that's taking the easy way out. Dude, you've won two finals, you've won two finals MVPs, Eventually, there comes a point, what more can you possibly prove other than to try and win a championship here in Oklahoma City? And I don't think that that's something that Kevin Durant wants to do. And Steve Kerr was very insightful on Zach Lowe's podcast saying that last year, Kevin was really engaged through all 82 games and maybe not so much this year because it it wore off. And winning these back-to-back championships are extremely mentally tough on all these guys because they got to get up and they got to do it. And after you win a championship, it doesn't solve anything. It just leads you to go out and have to do it all over again. It's not magically your world changes. gives you a ring. It gives you a banner. It, in some way, validates your career a little bit more, but you just have to go out and do it the next year. For Kevin, Golden State says they'll give him whatever he wants. Can't say that I blame him. You got to keep the dynasty together. But more importantly than that, Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs are going to sit down. San Antonio can give Kawhi Leonard a five-year, $219 million contract, which should be enough to keep Kawhi Leonard in SA. Would be enough to keep me in SA. Is he happy? Is going after LeBron going to do anything to tamper what his expectations are of the Spurs and what the Spurs owe him? at this moment. Ultimately, Greg Popovich is going to work this out. And all the drama that we saw play out towards the end of the year, where Kawhi upset his teammates, Kawhi upset the fans, Kawhi upset the organization, is all going to go by the wayside. And the Spurs will be back 
to be a pain in everybody's butt next year with Kawhi Leonard, with LaMarcus Aldridge, and possibly with LeBron James. And at that point, if that is exactly what happens, and the, even if the Thunder get Paul George, there's just not a counter move to be made. And certainly makes the West... God, I can't even imagine... Can you imagine? Think about how deep the West is at that point. With Golden State, San Antonio... Houston, and possibly Oklahoma City. Yet nobody in the East is winning the championship next year if that happens because LeBron won't be there. And I can't even, look, I can't even fathom. I think if you're fourth, if you're fourth with that combination of teams and that much talent, then you should consider it a great year. In fact, if Oklahoma City does finish fourth in that West, okay, then hang a banner. If they finish third or second, hang a banner that you finished second or third or fourth in the toughest conference that would would ever be assembled in the history of the association. And that's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole at all. Just fathom it, let it blow your mind, and realize what the accomplishment would be for any team to finish in the top four in that conference. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us today. We are your team every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Coming up in segment three, we'll hear from the folks at Locked On Pistons as they talk about their new man, Dwayne Casey. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. As always with the Locked on Thunder podcast or any of our podcasts here on the Locked on Podcast Network, we love to reach out to those that are covering their teams on a more local basis. And one that we've got here is the folks at Locked on Pistons. They have a new head coach. It's Dwayne Casey from the Toronto Raptors. And here is how Dwayne Casey will affect the Pistons for the upcoming season. Well, they finally did it. This is Matt Shook from Locked On Pistons, where Detroit now has a new head basketball coach hiring Dwayne Casey on Monday and signing him to a five-year deal. The former Toronto Raptors leader, a finalist for this season's NBA Coach of the Year, will make just over $35 million over the course of the deal. The Pistons were also looking at Ime Udoka, the Spurs assistant, and Michigan coach John Beeline until the latter pulled out of consideration late last week. The Pistons were criticized for taking nearly a month after the season to fire former coach and president of basketball operations Stan Van Gundy. Similarly, this hire was made 34 days after Stan Van Gundy's departure and just 10 days before next week's NBA draft. Also complicating matters is that the Pistons don't have a general manager or most of the front office in place yet, with veteran Ed Stefanski running the show as a powerful advisor to owner Tom Gores. Stefanski was working with former Toronto executive Brian Colangelo when Casey was hired by the Raptors in 2011. Casey had a nice run in the North, taking the team to five straight playoff appearances and winning 59 games and the East top seed this past season. 
However, three straight playoff exits against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers ended Casey's run in the six, a move to shake things up without tinkering with the core of a talented guard-led roster. In Detroit, he'll have the challenge of a unique roster led by high-priced frontcourt players in Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Casey could also be without his right-hand man, as Toronto offensive assistant Nick Nurse, credited with revamping the attack this past season, is the main candidate to replace him in the big seat in Toronto, according to Lockdown Raptors host Sean Woodley on our Monday show. In Detroit, there's limited roster flexibility and the baggage of a decade of futility since the end of the going-to-work glory days. It's a tough crowd around Detroit these days, as most of the team's former fan base sees a rebuild as the best path forward. Gores seems uninterested in that again, with $35 million to a veteran coach becoming the latest evidence that the owner is full speed ahead. Casey was the best option out there, especially considering a wild search that included Kenny Smith and Jason Kidd, rumored candidates who were received in Detroit about as good as a foreign car. As a singular move, it's a good one hiring Casey, although the Pistons had to pay a tax of sorts in the form of an extra year in the deal to get their guy because of the malaise around the franchise. Similarly, it was the only way to get Stan Van Gundy four years ago, giving him the front office control back when that was a common move around the league. How you feel about the Blake Griffin trade in January probably colors how you feel about this move, but from where I sit, this team is in better position for success than they were in January. The Pistons will now be burdened with not only living to the promise of getting back to the playoffs, but proving to critics that they can advance past the perceived ceiling of also-rans, a challenge Casey couldn't push through before. But, for better or worse, he'll have a few years to get it done in Detroit. This is Matt Shook from Locked on Pistons. That'll do it for us today. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. As always, ELE, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.